Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. If you listened to my last podcast, you know what I talked about, being down, discouraged, depressed, defeated, all of the negative things that come with this life. And I can't come to your house and pick you up and help you, but I can do one thing. I can help you with some of the ways I personally have dealt with such issues and my friends and family members who have gone through such things. So this is something that I thought is so necessary during this time of the COVID virus. Even with young people, the suicide rate in teenagers has gone up. And I know that that was the time in my life that I was the most vulnerable and things just were blown out of proportion when the whole world depends on what your brand of clothing or shoes or something like that is. But I'm not going to diss that because been there and done that as well. Anyway, I have three things besides what I introduced to last week that will help you in overcoming being down, being depressed, and being discouraged. So I thought I would go back first and just tell you that my first step in this was to admit it. You have to just be willing to say, okay, whether I should do this or shouldn't, as one of my friends feels she has no reason to be depressed. She even had a friend who, when she told her she was depressed, said to her, well, you don't have any reason to be depressed. What's the matter with you? And sometimes depression is not about our circumstances. Sometimes it's chemical, physical. So here's what the experts, along with what I, Dr. Peppers, have found through the years, these are some things that work. We first of all said, let go and let God. Whether you're a praying person or not, if you can formulate a prayer and just even start with, okay, God, if you're real, go ahead because I need help. That's the prayer I prayed in 1973. And the last one we talked about, do not rush this process. Let yourself go through some of these feelings to wait to get to the place where you're going to be fully ready to receive and be pulled out and to start something bigger and better. All right, next up, there is a process, and in becoming patient in this process— which, by the way, patience is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, in case you didn't know that. In dealing with this, if you can learn to do some things, number one, yes, you can do some things, and number two, find out what they are. You know what your hobbies are. You know what your bad habits are, so stay away from the one and lean toward the other more. That's easier said than done, too. But I love the serenity prayer that is used in alcohol. Anonymous, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 
If something has happened that has triggered a deep, dark depression in your life, like this virus, or like the death of a loved one, or like a diagnosis from the doctor, or the loss of a job, or the loss of a spouse, whatever it is, when something you know triggers that, is there any part of that that you can change? Most of the time in those situations, you would say, well, I can't change that. They're already gone. My loved one has already been diagnosed. I can't change it. I'm not a doctor. Or maybe it's the death or a divorce. Either way, you're being separated from something you have known and loved in your life, maybe for a while, maybe for a long while. But if you can change the circumstances, God grant me the ability to change what I can. Okay, here's what you can change. You can, first of all, put your body in motion. That's right. Emotion and motion sound a whole lot alike. And when you are walking, slight exercise, if you're a gym person and you haven't been to the gym in months, do that. If you like a certain sport and you haven't been able to play, see if you can find some area where you can do something similar. Just even go in your own backyard and just walk around. My husband burns up 12,000 steps on his Fitbit when he mows the lawn. I can't believe it. He loves to mow the lawn. Well, I like to clean the pool. So I am in there with my handy-dandy scrubbers swimming all around the pool, cleaning it. I just love it with my scuba mask on, well, my snorkeling mask on. And it's just something that I have loved to do since I was a little girl. I don't like running. I don't think I can play any sports now. Even if I could, there's none that I would want to. We do have what we didn't hear about until we came south. And they have these cornhole boards. And a friend of ours made us one that's got the University of Alabama on it, since that's where my husband and I met, had our first date, married, coming right out of there. But it's a game where you throw a sandbag and you see who can get it closest to the hole or through the hole. And it's like a big scoring circle. So we like to do that too. Sometimes take a walk, but something to get busy. Maybe you like doing aerobics to the TV. Maybe you like going to a yoga class. Those are still going on. Some of them are outdoors. So when you can, your motion of your body sometimes changes the emotions of what you're feeling. Don't ask yourself questions like, why am I hurting so much? How come I am depressed? Other people, that's just going to make it worse. And you know that. We all do. Okay, here's one. Do not isolate the first thing that a lot of depressed people do, they go into their rooms, they get into the bed, put the cover over their head. Instead, get out into the world. Maybe you have a friend or a relative that lifts you up. Let that person come around, even if it has to be through a mask, through a window, through a screen, over the phone, on the internet, however you can do it, do it. 
I have a great Zoom group, a Bible study that I'm on on Thursday nights, and I love that. And I'm part of an educational group where we get to go into the schools. Even we're starting some that will be even also by Zoom, by virtual ability, but just to get involved in something that was your passion when you were young. So as a retired teacher, this is right up my alley. I also do some things like our church is open again, and we have masks and social distancing, and there's three different services. But go back to places. Yesterday, we took two friends who are out on their dock across the canal from us. We went over in our pontoon boat, picked them up, and we went to a restaurant that serves on the water across the lake from us, only about a 20-minute boat ride. And then when you get over there, you have the COVID testing with the menus and everything is safe. And so we just had a really good time out in the open. This was their first time because one of the gentlemen is elderly and it was his first time since he's had a lot of physical problems that he has even been anywhere since March. I couldn't believe it. We see him out on his dock fishing, and that's a good idea, and he loves it. But Henry would be the first to tell you, you can only fish eight hours a day, seven days a week without getting bored. And he has a little bit, but still loves it. One last thing, Put some music on. Put on some good, if you want to rock and roll and get around and get some exercise and sweat into the oldies, do it. Or just put on some praise music. Thank God for what you do have. Thank God for whoever is in your life that is good. Thank him for the past things in your life, the years that you loved and enjoyed, the time you had with family, friends, and loved ones, and look expectantly toward time when that will happen again. We're still hoping to get together with all the family for Thanksgiving and or Christmas, but that remains to be seen. Can we still be joyful in the midst of the separation? Yes, and we thank God for that. And let me pray for you that you will learn to to have an attitude of gratitude in some things and be honest about the things that you don't. God can handle that. You know your friends can. You would if a friend came to you like that. So, Lord, I pray for the one right now that may be down or discouraged. I pray that you would help them to reach out to physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally get involved and to first reach out to you, reach out to others, and reach out to things that they know they can do that they would recommend for friends if they were in their position. And God, thank you for that. Thank you that we can pray one for another, that we can have an attitude of gratitude. And God, I certainly do. I thank you so much, God, more than anything, that you loved me so much that in the midst of my downtime and depression, you let me know that you sent your only son to die for me. And that's why I can be so grateful because I look forward to eternity. We're just pilgrims passing through. We're a wisp, and then we're gone. So God, thank you for whatever time I have left to encourage my family and friends who may be listening now. And there's nothing more encouraging than you, God, your word, 
and your arms wrapped around us in the midst of all of these crises we're going through, God. Nothing is too big for you. And for that, God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for listening, and be encouraged, be uplifted, and find somebody else that you can help get through this as well. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.